We're good. We're good. I think everything's recording. Oh, let me make sure I actually put that test one. Yeah, we're good. All right, man. Put my pants up. Uh, Tyler Short. Gary Schwartz. Uh, Gary Schwartz. Gary. Uh, What's up, man? Oh, hey. How's it going? Not much, dude. Um, so, welcome to Living the Dream. This is what I call the podcast. It's all about trying to get different perspectives, not just my own, on uh, A, what is living the dream, but also document this journey on you know, becoming a songwriter or just working in the music biz in general because it's it's vast and it's wild and it's nice to you gotta get out of your own head sometimes and get some different ideas and perspectives yeah you definitely learn a bit real quick yeah try i know this one i'm having this kind of close try about a fist a fist away somewhere and obviously you can do more as more pillows than you want okay Oh, I got, I, got, I got the pillows. I, I got the double pillow going in the back. I know. I need to get it. Eventually, I'll get something to where it's not just on a couch. Like, the couch is comfortable, but yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like, not awkward. It's just like. I'm uh, just trying not to like. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, man. So, Tyler Short, take us through your journey of how you got involved in music and where you to where it leads you led you today so basically like your musical journey up until now and i know i say this and i don't want you to think i'm just talking about just talking about music 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 is important but you know life happens and life kind of takes you in a way through music you know so Take me into your musical journey, and if something like big in life happens, don't feel don't feel the need to like put it out, uh, or uh, to keep it out. Like, but put it out there. And I'll ask questions, and we'll get to know who Tyler Short is. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I will go. I will start with the stereotypical. It's about music. I mean, that all <laughs> that all started in church for me when I was real young. Mm. Uh, my mom sang. She sang in, in choir and all that stuff. So when I was real young, I would sing in like katatas and stuff like that. So what, what's a katata? I don't know. They do these kind of shows. Usually it's around a holiday. Well, they'll do something about like manger scene or whatever. I mean, it, can, it, it can vary, but they'll have a choir that sings. They'll do little acting parts. Is katata a uh, like a legit like Christian word? Yeah, I think so. But I don't it? know if it's specifically a Christian word, but... That's what that's what they call basically like a musical. So really, yeah. in church, like a, a church musical is a katata. I don't know. I've yeah. never been to church. Well, no, yeah. I shouldn't say never been. I never went to church like actively. I went with a few times with my friends, and because you know they were like, "Hey, hey, Gary, you're kind of like the devil. Could you like <laughs> you want to come to church like learn Jesus?" I was like, "Fuck you, Jesus." No, I'm just kidding. But I went and like it was neat. What well, wasn't necessarily for me, but. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't well, get I mean, to I learn that the terminology. That's just the household that I grew up in. So I mean, oh. it's, I grew up in it. Okay, so your mom. Sorry, so your mom sang and she put you in katadas, which sounds like a form of martial arts. 
Okay. Sounds yeah. like a weapon of martial arts. Maybe. I don't know. I might have been able to get away with some martial <laughs> arts moves up there. What? <laughs> so, you're in choir. I don't... The only time I was in choir was in school. And oh, all okay. That stuff. Although, I, like, I tried to do the whole playing school band, do choir and all that stuff. I just didn't fit the bill for all that. Like the legit, like, uh, marching band or something? Or Yes. I, I mean, guess stuff they do along have those a... lines. I was in... I played clarinet, man. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's the instrument we had. So my mom's like, all right, well, you want to play in band? I Dude. have an instrument, and this is when you're going to play. Oh, we that's pretty have cool. One. Could you play any woodwind instrument then? Like, is it similar-ish? Ah, sort of. I mean, you can function on other instruments, but I mean, you just, it's, it's a completely different instrument. So it's, like a, it. it's like a language. Like, I know enough to get by. I was by. never excited enough to actually go out of my way to try to learn anything. That sounds like other a language. Than, yeah. You know, banging on some drums. I'd go mess around oh, with yeah, for sure. and stuff. But. Yeah, anything that's percussion, like, we tend, I don't know about, maybe it's guys, but I Definitely. love, like, you that's just a, have to. Thing. You just have to hit it just to see, just be like, you feel fulfilled after that. You're like, yeah, this. I'm happy the rest of the day. Oh, I already tried. I tried messing around on a trumpet, and oh, yeah. I didn't want to stand there like this. I was like, I can't. I can't do that. Isn't that the trombone? Oh yeah, it is trombone. The trumpet one. Trumpet, that's yeah. fucking. That sounds cool, man. I that and the saxophone. They've made the trumpet and the saxophone to me. They made those two sexy as hell. Oh, I I love the sax. Yeah. I love, I love sax, sax too. Man, there was this kid that he was like a musical prodigy. He played like for Philadelphia Orchestra and stuff. Wow. Like that. Yeah, dude went wild wow. as he got older, but he'd play almost any instrument in that band. Really? The guy would just learn it, play dude. it one another year. I wonder what wild. kind of mind you have to have to like, I mean, everything's upbringing, right? So like, I, you gotta wonder like, what kind of upbringing that person had to have like, the access and the time their parents were like yeah you'll i want you to focus and play these he had such a natural gift it was weird i'm telling it's you so this, this kid would learn an instrument and you know give him a couple months he'd be sitting first chair he'd be the yeah. main guy so, yeah his brain just understood it like came yeah yeah but yeah that's, i mean that's where like the musical aspect started so Church, basically. Yeah, church, okay. and then I ended up getting piano lessons, playing piano for years. How old were you? I was pretty young when I started playing piano. I mean, I, yeah, I might have been younger than ten when I started. Oh, really? That's what yeah. I mean. That's a good time. It, any older, fucking, your hands are like, I don't want to do. Well, this. I mean, also, I, it was something that again, my mom learned. Yeah, she, she had a piano, so she was getting me lessons, and she wanted me to learn something where I could learn both treble and bass clef to understand both of them is that left and right basically well i mean you, you have your treble clef and your bass clef where yeah. like it's your... what's a what's a clef i got, i know the word i don't necessarily know the what it means well you you have your treble end and your bass end it's okay. just two what different it... things it's just your scales are different okay different it's like if you look at a piano like yeah your bass end is to the left is that that right. middle C reference? Yeah, so you have okay. middle C, one, two, three, vice versa. Okay, does it go down? Does it like, how do you get to C? I know I get one, two, three. Does it go like negative one or? No, no, no. Like it starts at one. I I don't know what middle C is. Oh, okay. But C1 is like, that's where you start. Okay. Okay, so anything below C1. I don't know. I don't uh, think, does that exist? 
Yeah, I thought like middle C. Well, I don't know. I only know the term middle C from the office. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. But do you, you seen uh, Andy, his the, yeah. the character? Yeah. Um, and uh, Dwight shoots a gun off. Right in the like, right in the office, right next to his ear, and he goes, uh, he, he like it's deaf a little bit, and he's like, I can't find middle C, I can't find middle C, ha, and he's ha, and I'm like, oh okay, that that's the only reference I have to like, okay, that must mean C one, but I don't yeah, fucking right know. in the middle C in the middle of the piano. Okay, there it is. Oh, that's awesome, man. All right, so you learn piano, learn piano, and then guitar was cool, so I was like, well, I gotta play guitar. Did anybody play guitar uh, in, like, your your mom or dad or anything? No. Well, all right. So I didn't know. When I started playing guitar, I didn't know that my biological father played guitar. So I, I grew up with my biological mother and stepdad. Yeah. And I didn't know my biological father. Now, he plays a guitar, but that's literally where it stops. <laughs> and that's it should probably just stop before it gets started. <laughs> He has fun though. I mean, it's he'll even tell you he doesn't know what he's doing. He yeah. just likes to jam on the thing. Yeah, there. There. but yeah, I actually started playing not knowing that he did that. I mean, there's a number of things that I turned into as that you as, had no idea. I had no idea. Oh, that's cool. I started getting into country music, and for him, it's country and rock and roll. That's it. So I started doing that and had no idea. Started getting it, wanting to ride bulls. Found out he was an amateur bull rider. No way. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, actually, my first rodeo down here, he uh, the last rodeo he was ever in was in uh, in Dixon. Is oh, that's in uh, that's in ten, like right around here. Yeah, right? it's be like an hour away, something like that. Okay, yeah. So we went to Dixon rodeo. It was the last rodeo he had ever ridden in, and it was the first rodeo that I rode in Tennessee. And he got to pull my rope for me. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool, man. How long has he he been riding? Man, he didn't start riding until he was like in his late thirties. Really? Yeah, later than me starting to ride. Damn. So, yeah, I think he was like thirty eight. Damn. Or something. He rode into his forties. Is that uh what well I guess we can get that later, but yeah. Did you what kind of music did you grow not grow up on, but what influenced you? Oh, my early influences, I mean, that was all like classic rock, punk. Yeah. You know, I mean some of the some of my favorite bands when I was a kid is Offspring, Blank, Green Day. Yeah. No effects. So, I mean, it's definitely some, some punk. I mean, I I grew up in the 90s, man. I love that yeah. 90s grunge. That's true. Can't get away from classic rock. I mean, just I'll as be- a musician, I can't say that it's no good. It's it, I just listen to it all the time. So, I mean, yeah. that's a part of it. No, I think through it, it, everybody, every other generation has a an an opinion on that generation's music. But like, oh, for sure, it is very funny how the minor, how the '90s kind of had this minor key, you know, punk feel with Nirvana and Green Day and like. But well, it was and those bands got me playing bass. Oh, really? That's what got me playing bass guitar. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Music, they man. made bass look sexy. It just looked fun, man. Yes, and before and still now in country music, especially. Your bassist is either a fucking rock star or he's an accountant. He looks like an accountant, okay? He's got glasses. Like Jake from State Farm. Dude, he's just chilling like like Joe. That's Joe, man. Joe. He's That's an Joe. accountant looking one. Yeah. Or you get some fucking guy. He's a teacher, though. I mean, is he really? He fits that makes sense. He's a teacher. That makes sense. Or you get somebody 
you know, that's just like, they're all in. They probably have like spikes on their head or like they're, they're yeah, all in the fucking. I had that. So, yeah. That's, that's usually it was so fun though because you could act wild and you could sing, but you didn't have to be the front man. You could just sing whenever. Yeah. But I could act like a lunatic and get away oh, with dude, it. Oh, dude, those are the best though because they, they give you a show within the show. That's, that's, that's why I always look forward to it when I look at bands, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, for me, like, that's what I wanted to get into. I didn't want to be a front person. I just wanted to play bass. Then. Slapping the bass. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. So, and this was, how old were you here? Oh, man, that was. When did you start, teens. when did you start playing songs that you, or like, wanting to play songs that you knew? Or liked, I should say. Like, fuck, I, mean, I, I want to play I was, Green Day. I was doing that on the piano. Mm. So, I mean, I was doing that in my early teens. You know, it started getting to a point where I didn't want to play the stuff that the piano teacher was bringing in a book. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of it's nice to learn because you're learning some some Beethoven and Bach and stuff like that. They're classics for the reasons. Yeah. yeah. But then you get into wanting to play things that you want to play. You get a mind your own. When you're, when you're in your teens, you're like, I want to do things for myself yeah. because they're fun and whatever. I mean, not, you know, piano teachers, a lot of piano, piano teachers do it as like a side hustle kind of. So, you know, they teach what they can teach, but... Man, if you get a good teacher, who that was is, Mitch. Man, yeah, Mitch was awesome. And he'd do anything you wanted. Exactly. He even Dude, those teach. are the best. He, I mean, he taught me what power chords were on the guitar yeah. when I first picked one Dude, up. Those are the best kind of teachers when they're like, "Oh, you want to play it? Fuck yeah! Let's show, let me show yeah. you this." Because then it's like you have an invested interest already. Yeah, he'd go get know? the music and everything. Be like, "All right, tell me what songs you want," and then he'd bring him in. That's awesome. Actually, yeah. one of the first ones that I learned was uh, "Time of Your Life" by Green Bay. Stereotypical. No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. But I wanted to play that because mm-hmm. I wanted to sing with it. Yeah. But for some reason, I can't play the piano and sing at the same time. Really? I get too stuck on like playing. How so? And I, I, I don't know. Some of it's, if I did it now, I might be able to practice some of it. Yeah. But when I was younger, when I was an early teen, it was, I was too focused on playing. Yeah. Because I couldn't sit. I mean, I can't sit still, so as it is. So when I was a kid, it was a little worse. Yeah. So I just wanted to sit there. No, I get that. I can't sit still, man. You'll see me several times throughout this thing just move up and down and like Yeah. Uh, even if we were even if we were in a comfortable chair, I probably still couldn't sit still. That's very No, very if it tough. wasn't for this mic thing, I'd probably be like all around. Like, yeah. Yeah, whenever I go to bed, if I don't sleep face down, my legs, my arms and shit just want to move. And for some reason, when I'm face down, I can stay still. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Because Lauren will even tell me, like, oh, you were snoring, and then you were also, like, kicking in your sleep. I'm like, yeah. I guess I can't kick, like, side to side if I'm on my front. Anyway. Yeah. So you go through, um, and, like, I'm guessing, when, when did you find out that your step, your Dad was your stepdad. Oh, I knew that real young. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was I was officially adopted by my stepdad because my mom married in yeah. to that family. So I was the only one in the family without their last name. So I was, I mean, I got adopted in, in first grade. Yeah. What was your, your adopted name is short, right? No. Or, okay. no, that's my birth name. Okay. So Tyler Short is the name I was actually born with. That's the name of my biological father. Yeah. And then Han is my adopted name. That's but I mean, right. that's the okay. name I've had 
since I was in first grade. Yeah. Yeah. So do people, when did you start going by Tyler Short? I actually sat down in a, in like a webinar. Yeah. And it was for marketing specifically for music. Just randomly found some ad and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Yeah. Maybe pay like 30 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And then you, if you paid a little bit more, you got to sit down with the guys that ran it. Yeah. And then they'd talk to you one-on-one. That's pretty cool. So I paid whatever extra couple bucks and then I was talking to a couple of them afterwards and they'd basically get a short run of your life story. So when you give that to them, they kind of figure some questions out, start asking, digging a little deeper into who you are. And they're like, so your last name you was different. Was like, yeah. And they're like, what was it? Short. And then the other guy was just like, that's it. Hmm. I said, that's what? He goes, that's a marketing tool. That name sounds better than this other one. I couldn't tell you how to spell that name if you said it to me, but I can spell short. It's easy to describe, and it's short and over with. You don't have to talk about your name anymore. That's not a point of conversation that you want to have with people. You don't want to sit there and talk about the spelling of your last name. So it just looks, look better on paper. comes with definitely, a story. Definitely they, they gave hurt, me a bunch yeah. of reasons. It wasn't just one. No, no, that makes sense. I get it. So yeah. they, you know, they talked to them for a little bit, and they yep. gave me a, a few points of advice. One of them being social media, what needed to be a very strict focus, which I haven't listened to yet. <laughs> it's tough, man, because there's so many. I mean, how many artists? It's the same artist story. Like, there's so much shit to focus on, and until if you don't get it in a routine, yeah, it needs to be consistent. Got to be consistent. Yeah, if you don't actively make it a part of your life, and you're just like, oh, I'll post here and there, like, fuck, it's just. Well, just, I, yeah. it's the same with any advertising, man. Absolutely. It's got to be consistent. It's got to show up all the time. Yep. You're not going to drive past a billboard two times, you know, a month, yep. and then remember what it is. You got to drive past it every day, and you keep looking at it and looking at it. And Same concept yep. anywhere. Just got to be out there all the time. I agree. All right, so you're in, like, middle school-ish, and you start playing bass? Mm-hmm. Take me, take me the rest of the way. I actually had, in one of my music classes in middle school, they had guitar lessons. So then I was just like, all right, well, I can sing and play this at the same time. Let's do that. Hell yeah. So then I picked up an acoustic, started playing stuff I know, eventually started writing some things when I was really young. Very alternative kind of music. Yeah. A little punk alternative kind of stuff. And, yeah. And it was funny, though, because as I got to my later teens and started writing more. My mom was like, you should really think about country music. I'm like, (laughs) all right. That's funny. (laughs) You know, stuff happens the way it does. I mean, I I organically grew into the person I am because I did not fit in my family around a lot of people that I hung out. And as I got older, I, I went into the workforce right away when I was 18. Yeah. So my parents owned a, construction companies i mean i was working for them right out the gate so i was just around working guys yep my entire adult life and one of them being this guy eric and he's like i'm the job foreman this is my radio and this is what we're gonna listen to i'm like i won't listen to that three months later back when it was just an ipod not a phone my ipod had like 76 percent country music yeah in just a few months that's hilarious man as soon as i hear guys like brooks and dunn travis tread i'm just like whoa that's country come on man all right, here we go. Dude, it's so hilarious when you're younger 
and that's just like I, if you're not if you didn't grow up on country your adoption to country is always like fuck that all right then you hear one song yeah that you didn't like, take much didn't take much of anything you're like oh, all right i see what you're doing there but that's it i don't want one song and you're like fuck i like I like a lot of songs now well yeah there's eric gave me eric gave me some flack because i i'd always just get a rise out of him even though i liked it yeah i'd just be like why we gotta listen to this garbage again <laughs> <laughs> so i gave him crap for months and he's just like oh oh so you like it now yeah oh you actually do like it give me all this crap yeah 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 i was that's funny man did you uh when you first start writing songs i have a theory on this i mean it's just like anecdotal but i what did you start out writing like more punk like sadder like heartbreak songs or uh i don't know if it was necessarily heartbreak songs I didn't really have any genuine heartbreak till I was in my twenties. Yeah. So like I didn't, I never really experienced that. I mean, yeah, I might have been sad about losing a girlfriend or something, but man, I was never in a relationship longer than two months, so I couldn't tell you what it was like to, uh, to really be heartbroken when I was younger. So most of it was just about carrying on, acting like a nut, having fun, just positive stuff for the most part. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Getting into trouble, you know. I always thought. I wonder what it is, or like, what experiences, when you first start, like, putting pen to paper, what generally you want to write about, you know? I it, Because I think sometimes, some people gravitate more towards positive stuff. Some people do, like, sadder stuff. Some people do drinking songs. So I, I, I have an idea that it's probably, you know, whatever is influencing your life at that time, that you'd want to write about when you're like, I'm going to start writing a song. I know. I've always been, I've always been pretty positive. Yeah. Even, even in like songs that can be sadder. I had just on my EP, I have a song called I forgive and it's about the relationship or lack thereof that I had with my biological father. Yeah. You know, addiction issues and me getting to a point of forgiveness and all of that. So it's, I took something that yes, it's sad. Yes, you can consider it trauma, whatever it is that you want to call it. But at the end of the day, I got something, thankfully, because of the way my life turned out and the way, the things that led me to that point. And it wasn't me that created that relationship with my biological father. I was in a relationship with someone who's, I, mean, I really shouldn't say her business on here, but she had gone through certain experiences where she was like, you have an opportunity that a lot of other people may or may not get. Mm that you could turn around for the better. So she forced me to read his letter from a rehab. So I had, she was going to read it to me. She mm. literally started reading it. And I'm like, all right, you can stop. I'll read it. I'll read it. So then I read the thing. And then she maybe gave it a day. She's like, are you going to write him back? I said, no. I said, I've already called him, talked to him. I've done all that. She's like, you're going to write him back. So I had to sit and write him back. And then she did all kinds of work, went well out of her way, and made phone calls, was emails, all kinds of stuff, and set it up to a point where when he was in rehab in Florida, her family would go down every year and stay at her grandparents' place, and I'd go with them. So we had gone down there, and I ended up getting to meet uh, my grandparents, my aunt, my cousin, and my biological father for the first time in my 20s. Wow. 
Yeah, my my very early twenties. So, so like you knew of him before, obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. And then just through uh I'm is it just through like a random letter th- that he wrote while in rehab well, or Okay, so when you go through a twelve step program, yeah. There's a part where you need to make amends. Mm-hmm. And it's not even for the sake they're not trying to judge up any trouble or any problems. And it's not even for them to start a dialogue. It's literally them. It's therapy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's for them to feel better and know that they gave themselves an opportunity to either be forgiven or not. Yeah. But, you know, they made their apologies. They're making their amends. And that's all that is. Yep. So maybe they do message you back or write you back or whatever it is. Maybe they don't. But you have to accept yep. whatever you get in response. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, um, had you had any communication with him prior? Yeah, I went out of my way to find him. Oh, really? Yeah, I turned 18 and I was like, I got to know who this guy is. Okay. I'm going to find him. And so you found, how'd you find him? I went full PI. Really? Even spent a couple bucks. Wow. Made a few phone calls, ended up getting a hold of my aunt, my grandparents. Wow. Got his number, called him. He didn't pick up the first couple times. Yeah. First time he picked up though. I think he could tell that, like, something was off. He didn't like, know what it was. As in, like, this stranger feels Well, weird. I could hear it when he when he answered. He was like, hello? Oh, that's so weird. That's the universe, man, <laughs> just sending vibrations, and they're just like, you feel it. I was like, you know who this is? No? It's Tyler. Just dead silence. I was like, you know, your son. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I... I probably made it more awkward than I should have too, because <laughs> I would just sit there in silence. Yeah, and just like make him talk. <laughs> That's tough, man. Especially with older older guys, you know. I mean, just like my dad. If you ask my dad to bring up anything that's emotional, oh, yeah. nope. Well, like the guy that raised me, my dad. Yeah, it, man. I can't even tell you the last time that like him and I hugged. Like, through the course of my life, I don't even remember. When I moved down here, got the first hug I can ever remember. <laughs> eh, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's nothing. Whatever. It's not necessarily it's not personal. It's no, not, it's not personal. It's, it's just, man. They grew, up, know, in, they grew it, up in a different era. Man. Yeah. Different time. I know. Just like women. Like, they they used to be used to getting hit, and now it's like, yeah. now they're little softies. Like, yeah. Rule of thumb, on. man. <laughs> Rule of thumb. But it would, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, not that I condone hitting women. I'm just kidding. But I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely tough for the older. What? <laughs> You'd be all right with it as long as it's a stick no bigger than your thumb? That's right. Okay. You right, bring, just check go it. back just check and it. pick it out yourself. Okay. But yeah, that's got to be it. I'm sure it was. Probably tough for him to be like, shit. What do I say? I oh, yeah. had to. I mean, the the conversation was just meant for me to let him know that, like, hey, I found you. Let's do something. Like, let's. You want to talk? Yeah. Did <laughs> and your... that that first one I knew would be be really weird. He basically asked me how I was doing, maybe like five different times, <laughs> like different formats of the question. I mean, sheer shock. Your kid finds you out of nowhere. Yeah. Twenty years later or whatever. I think it was, I think it might have been like 15 years since I last talked to him. Really? It, the last time I talked to him, I believe I was seven or eight. I think I was around eight years old. When you say talk, when you say talk, do you mean like 
Well, actually, on talk, the phone. On the, on the phone, phone. Okay. Yep. Did he send you letters or anything before? Or there was there were a few things over the years, yeah, but like it eventually stopped. Yeah. But that was, I mean, all that stuff happened when I was so young that there really wasn't memory reference. I, honestly, the only memory that I have of him when I'm a little kid is the weirdest thing ever. But I walked, I was at my grandmother's place. I call her Oma, which is German for grandmother. Okay. So we're at my Oma's house. And I remember coming out of my room and going over to the bathroom door. And I saw my dad standing there taking a leak. That's, okay. that's my memory. Yep. That's what I got. That's awesome. <laughs> Damn. What, uh, I want to know, what do you, like, do you call him your father or like, do you call your stepdad dad or like, how does that? My stepdad is my dad. Okay. It's a man that raised me. That's my father. Okay. That's, I mean, that is what it is. When you yeah. put a roof over my head and you raise me and, for sure. you know, you put a hammer in my hand when I'm a kid and teach me a skill I can take with for the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 You're a mold man. You're my pop. Okay. You're my dad. So, I mean, yeah. I call... I call him Pop down here. Okay. Everybody deals with or like, you know, has their different way of like referencing it. So I didn't know what Most you Most of the reason I try to separate that and say, Okay, David is my dad. That's my father. That's my and then Greg is my pop. So that way people donor. so people have yeah, I try not to say it. <laughs> a little aggressive. <laughs> Plus I you know, I don't want to spark a me too movement in my own life. Oh so, god. I mean, <laughs> 